0: rapod Nate here. I've got David Ma on the line. David is our co-host and handles the booking for the show. He's also my best friend. Dave, what is going on?
1: Oh, not much, best friend. But good to hear. But good to hear from you, man.
2: I mean, always.
0: I know. It's so uh, weird. Um, Just to kind of set the scene for the listeners here. I basically did our round of interviews for this recording session last night by myself. And I did text you and Damone and be like, this is no fun without you guys. This is so, it's so weird sitting here by myself waiting for a rescheduled interview. Like normally we'd be Uh, cracking jokes and like kind of like riffing and talking and having a meeting and like, now I'm just sitting in my kitchen by myself.
1: But yo, I, you know, I, I appreciate you keeping the, uh, the, the motor going. Um, and I, and I'm sure like our listeners do, do as well. I touched on it last time when we kind of had this little bomb shelter conversation, but you know, it's. We do these shows, it's really cool that some people give a fuck, and just the fact that they're fucking with us during this time makes me feel good, a little bit better about the world, totally, so thank man.
0: you. Totally, man. Yeah, you're welcome, and yeah, no worries, I'm happy to do it. It's just kind of like, um, this This was the first week it really settled in, like, oh, like, I'll, I'll try to talk to the guys on the phone, but I don't know if it's gonna happen, and like, it's such a great project, you know what I mean? So I'm just right, used, to, used right. to doing it with you guys, and frankly, like one of the best things about doing the show is I have scheduled time to hang out with you guys and talk about hip hop (laughs) where like we touched on it a little bit last time. It's feeling a little frivolous. Like all my interests are deeming themselves to be non-essential to use the parlance of our times. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But Mm -hmm. here we are talking about hip hop and um, I think we're looking forward to the Conway, right? That's the next thing up. Yes, yes,
1: Uh, yes. You know, very, very fortunate to even be in this position to be bullshitting about the Conway. But, Having said that, super excited about it. I mean, first off, Alchemist on another crazy run. Totally. Pretty much anything he touches. I mean, he's he's Midas right now. It's crazy. Yep. And and and, and not in this overproduced way too. You know what I mean? He's just like if making anything. These...
0: It's the other way. It's just like right. it's so minimal as to be like, right. damn, that's like. That that's a very interesting um, approach, and it's a, I think the term drumless gets thrown around like way too much. There's actually mm-hmm. quite a bit of percussion. It's just not so foregrounded on many right. of these tracks. Like you and I are right. both pretty into the Boldy James um, Price of Tea and China LP, and I think yes. kind of both consider it, if not the best, then one of the best records of this year. And if you put your headphones in and smoke that L and like really listen, there's so much going on. On some of those tracks, the uh, the Vic Staples uh, track "Surf and Turf," I think I, that beat is just insane to me. Oh,
1: totally, totally, and uh, it's good to see Vince back in prime form. Totally, um, he was his verses is tremendous, and you know, I you always forget about Vince's presence. I mean, he just steps onto the track, and it's like whoa. So it's really good to um to to get that track this year, especially in the in these times, and sort of to your point. I mean, one of the best albums of the year so far. Um it's kind of shaky. It's kinda of delicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's so it's there's so much going on, but if you you know, if if you're not really paying attention, it, it could just kinda of come off as T- you I, know, I could a, see a somber rap album. Like a contrarian
0: you know? person just going like, Oh, Coke raps and like uh, Hungarian soft rock samples, like heard that right. before. You know right. what I mean? Like you have to <laughs> you have to actually listen to like appreciate totally, that totally. it's like
1: the best possible version of that. Right, right. And I mean, and again, I mean, not, not to harp on Alchemist, but I mean, he, he's he's going towards the the John Cage p- part of the uh, curve and he's killing it. Totally. Um, and you know? something I wanted to kind of run
0: past you that I just thought of while you were talking about Vince is like, I, I think you might have liked it a little bit more than I did, but I was not a big, uh, big fish theory guy. Um, right. So Vince kind of going in the like electronic festival crowd kind of like direction didn't really work for me as a listener. Right. I like a kind of a more straightforward rap sound, perhaps to my detriment as like a kind of classicist. But, <laughs> but so I think of him as kind of like an internet comedian and like a presence yes. and like a yes. voice of his generation and of like crip culture and like of a, of a lot of different things. And then like you said, it's like he comes out of nowhere with this fire verse and it's like, he's a fucking rapper dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's why yes. like, you know, like a miscategorization of him, but that's well, kind of what, you know, it's just, I'm just well, wondering what you think about that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, with with the Big Fish album, actually, I felt like it, it, was, it was like a mischaracterization. I'm like, who is this guy doing these, like, street raps over, like, dancey music, totally. you know? I mean, I, I guess he was doing tours where, at the time, where he was, like, um uh opening for stadiums and stuff, so I guess, you know, you want some live, live tracks, but um, no, dude, I, you know, I, I, I want the gangster Vince. I want the Vince that was off of, um, Doris. You know what I mean? Totally. So, um, um but anyway, um, um, the Kenny Beats
0: cave show on YouTube.
1: I did it. Did um,
0: you? It's the. I, I I watched them all and there was some really funny ones recently, but Vince's is, is like a master class in like clowning people like, oh, you know, nice. how like when we're in elementary school and like you just take the whole recess just to clown each other. Like he's just like <laughs> clowning Kenny Beats the whole time and it's so funny and he's pretty good natured about it. But, oh that's good yeah and like the rap is good yeah. but it just in terms of it being like a funny like kind of set piece where it's just like he's just gonna cap on this goofy white dude who's like in the driver's seat for like the majority of huge hip-hop projects <laughs> right now it's pretty funny worth a that's watch cool, i would man. say if you want to take your mind off of it
1: right on right on well speaking of um taking your mind off of it i mean i'm sure a lot of the uh listeners have been quarantined and uh so be nice huh
0: Dude, D You heard about
1: that? Killing
0: the entire game. It's so interesting to watch someone emerge as like the hero of the pandemic. Right. And he's like right. a teenage beatboxer with Boogie Down Productions, shouted out on all of their major records. Then he had great solo singles like Call Me D Nice right. with the Ill Turtles sample. And of then course. he had like just like his life fell apart and like became like a i think like a drug addict i'm a little unclear on the details of that and then
1: and then then he would became sort of like an internet blogger sort of um uh, music industry type and he did a lot of photography yeah totally i need to
0: look into the photography part because that's kind of like i we had followed him on ig before this just as like we try to follow like the heroes of the golden age (laughs) and uh, he would post photos and stuff and then uh yeah, man, he killed the game with those couple of live streams. I don't know. Is it still such a thing? Like, is it still going on where it's like he's getting 100,000? Like, I guess the one, the Saturday night of this weekend where, like, Michelle Obama and Natalie Portman were <laughs> in there was, like, the pinnacle right. of it. I checked yeah, in a few I times. Mean, I'm like, I'm not going to dance in my living room. That's just not my Steves, but <laughs> it's hella cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: super cool. I mean, you know, he's playing, like, BBD and, like, a, you know, a bunch of throwback shit and well, he's he he played a lot of stuff, but I mean 9 hours set. You have to. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. Ultimately, uh, ultimately, if you, if you get a nod from Michelle Obama and Rihanna, he he won. You win.
0: Yes, totally. So,
1: but yeah, I wanted to sort of lob that at you. Totally, because, I mean, that's I, a super like,
0: cool story, and I, I will peek yeah. in on it from the couch. And I'm just like, right, I'm, I'm, right. Uh, stupidly, perhaps I'm more interested in the number than what he's playing. And it's not yes. not like visually interesting though. He has pretty serious hat game. Yes. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet, I think it was a comedian, they're like, is a wide-brimmed hat a requirement for Instagram Live?
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. But, and, you know, um, the other thing I wanted to, to bring up to you was, um, how was the recent Zoom session with some of our other uh, Oh, yes, thank you brethren. for mentioning
0: it. So, I, I, yes. I briefly popped into a live podcast by our buddies from Call Out Culture, which is Alaska, yes. Zilla Raka and um, Curly Castro. Shout out to those cats. It was so fun. Like it was like I I, I was in between doing interviews for our show. So I had like basically like 25 minutes and I'm like not the loudest voice in the room and I didn't really know everybody who was in there. So it was very interesting. Everybody was drinking. Um, Everybody was like going hard with the opinions. We had this really funny, fun conversation about common OC Jean-Claude Van Damme movies like it was (laughs) was crazy it was really fun there were some cats I didn't know who we've since like followed each other on Twitter and stuff and like literally it was a blast like you know I do not use that term like right it was so fun to like just like be normal (laughs) for a minute like kind of like just be be funny be loose just, like, right, try to log right. in. It's actually very hard to hold a structured conversation with nine people on Zoom. <laughs> it's, like, right. basically whoever's I, I, I the can loudest. handle this right now. I know, so. exactly. We're not even, like, <laughs> queuing each other properly to, like, um, you know, not talk over each other before, like, right now. But, yeah, with nine people, most of them drunk and a lot of them, like, pretty ferociously opinionated East Coast dudes. I was doing yeah. a lot of listening and chuckling and uh, wa- sage head nodding. <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it it was rad dude it was
1: really yeah really man funny. i uh, well i appreciate the invite um like i said i had deployed an edible right <laughs> before so i was not ready and uh, i would have just been You know, I would have been uh, the the quiet Asian guy on the screen. (laughs) Totally. Yeah,
0: no, it was really um, fun. And we have a little something cooking with them. And, like, I'm even more inspired to finish it now because I was like, oh, this is super fun. And, like, these guys are awesome. And we're, like, very much on the same wavelength. So I think uh, it's it's inspiring me to put some time into our secret project I'm not ready to talk about with them yet uh, towards the end of the week.
1: Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice! I'm, I'm very looking much, very much looking forward to that as well. And, and
0: um, it kind of like, and I should probably say this off air. Uh, the format that we discussed, I think, is going to work better than all six of us getting on a call and yelling at each other, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool yeah, for like I'm, the I'm live afraid of feel, being but so. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, um, you know, uh, in the spirit of keeping things going and stuff, we have that upcoming interview with Eloquent
0: Man. Yes, Eloquent from Guelph. Not from Toronto, as you guys are going to hear in a minute. Um, that's our lead <laughs> review this week. He is a beat maker and producer and Fruity Loops uh, staunch supporter from Canada who's got a an album out on Mellow Music Group. We did it a couple weeks ago before the pandemic, so I guess I should do a disclaimer about that for the listeners. We're not just like oh, right, monsters right. who don't even mention it.
1: Everyone's like, why are you guys so chill? (laughs) (laughs) Why you guys don't care? We're like, yeah, anyways.
0: (laughs) So we also have a return guest this week, a friend of the program and a buddy of yours. uh, Controller 7 has a new uh, album out with Mestizo called Couch, and we're going to check in um, with him. And, you know, it's just it's tough to roll out a project right now. Like everybody's attention is so frayed. But um,
1: talk a little bit about
0: Controller 7 and his history with us.
1: Well, Controller 7, obviously, I mean, of the Anticon uh, troop, and, you know, I've always just been a really big fan, um, obviously, with uh, Left-Handed Straw, and then his um, random one-offs on Bully were great as well. Um, Just always loved his attention to detail, his ferocious uh, drum programming, and, I mean, you know, um, years later, you know, it's like, it kind of reminded me of, like, when we were talking to Slug, it's like... We're talking about stuff that's 20 years old but if it doesn't feel like it you know totally yeah. and so and so you know our little sort of back and forth and relationship that we've um built with uh controller seven has just been one of those experiences where it's like dude you, you don't even know i'm your biggest fan and his whole thing is just being so humble and normal which um is certainly uh true but i'm just like you don't even know like i'm i'm i admire your work so much so We've gotten to talk, and we've gotten to um, sort of discuss some upcoming stuff, and maybe perhaps some things in the works, and I'm just really grateful for that. So to have him on the show and to touch base with you again, I mean, it's great, and um, I'm looking forward to listening to that conversation.
0: For sure. Um, cool, man. This is good. It's good to check in. I'm going to try to wrangle Damone as well. Maybe okay. I'll, if I can, I'll put him in between the segments, but uh Yeah. Um, cool, A lot of cool stuff happening behind the scenes for us. We'll we'll mention it when we can, but it's just good to check in with you, my friend.
1: Dude, you too, man, and thank you again for keeping this going. Yep, happy to
0: do it. Um, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hit you on the DMs, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon, bud.
2: Talk soon, man. Thank All right. you. Peace. Peace.
3: dad bod rap pod another flight interview for y'all we are international um and right now we're talking to uh producer eloquent out of toronto um has been around for many moons has a, has a lot of projects out and his new one uh forever is a pretty long time just dropped how's it going
4: Good, good, man. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely. Um,
0: I have to start off by saying I really admired the way you and your team rolled this um, project out and the way you kind of like leaned into the film imagery of it. Um, and it, it like worked on me. I kind of caught my eye. And I, I but I just want to ask, like, how many people asked you if you had made a movie? <laughs>
4: Uh, well, it's, to be honest, it's actually a nice little like running joke with, uh, me and the homie, uh, motel who actually did all like the covers and, and a lot of the imagery. Um, cause like after we put out the first poster, I mean, I probably had at least 10 to 20 <laughs> different folks like in my, in my DMs, like congratulating me like, yo man, I'm I, I, I had no idea that you're into film. <laughs> I, I didn't know you really directed like that. And uh, yeah, man, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to, to see your film. Like, do, do you know, like, you know, if it's going to be in all theaters and and I have that and have to like decide on the spot? Like, man, I like, do. Like, do I keep letting them think that, or right. do I mm-hmm. that?
0: kind of so. depending <laughs> on who it is, you either correct them or just let them go on with their misinterpretation. I mean, if
4: it's I mean, if it's just some random some random dude on, like, IG or something, like, you know, I'll make sure they know, like, no, nah, it's just, a, we're just doing an album, we're just, you know, trying to do something interesting with the rollouts, but a couple of the homies who I kind of, like, expected to know better, <laughs> like, were genuinely, like, genuinely hoodwinked by it, so I'm like, nah, no, I'll
2: like, just
0: call. usually I'll see me going. over my beat machine, not with a camera on, so... <laughs>
3: That's dope. At least well, they, they thought folks... you had it in you.
2: <laughs>
3: well, I,
2: I, I think some
4: I, th- I think some folks thought that I was just doing like a documentary or something like
2: that.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Since you know, like like the poster was I mean, it, it's like film poster with like a starring, written and directed. I mean, right, I even yeah. had Motel put like the little like Sundance logo on it to make it look Very like weird. it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looked <laughs>
0: awesome. Cool. I, 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 uh, I thought it worked very effectively because everything looks the same so how do you how do you differentiate differentiate yourself in the ocean of content you know
4: yeah well i mean it, it's not it's not the end of it i mean I, well, I i don't know about motel but i i still want to do a few more of them
2: oh, cool. i mean even yeah.
4: even even if it's just on even if it's just for fun or you know i might take some of the posters and like press t-shirts or maybe i'll just press posters and you know give them out of chills or something
3: nice well i mean sell movie tickets at this point because (laughs) that's you've you've got you've got folks going um so this this new release um i've i've heard the single with chester watson i've heard the the joint with odyssey um does this particular album did it start with um a concept you had in mind a theme you've put out a, a lot of projects like what how did this come into being
4: I mean, this this record kind of, you know, took on a, a bunch of different uh, shapes over the formation of it. I mean, you know, this was really supposed to be just another instrumental album, just like a follow up to uh, my first my first record with Mellow Music, which was um, uh, Blessing uh, Blessing in Disguise. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got like uh, I got like two, maybe three songs into it. And I kind of just stopped. And at first I thought it was maybe I was just having a bit of a creative block, but
2: Mm. but
4: really, I kind of was just, at least to me, it felt like I was treading water and I was doing the exact same thing that I'd done on the last record, on the six records before it, you know? And, you know, they say the, uh, the definition of of insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting the same results. So You know, every record I do normally has one, maybe two, like, rap features on it. And, you know, and I just thought, you know what, why the fuck not? You know, So, so I decided at that point, okay, well, I already have these three or four homies in mind that I guess the masses haven't really heard of or heard much from. Mm-hmm. so if i can just figure if i can just figure out a way to you know to get a few a few guys i've never worked with before and, and a couple heavy hitters you know I, I might i might have my my high technology on my hands mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah that's an interesting so,
0: reference point
4: for sure
1: um you know right. i i just so, had a so, question so, oh, oh no go ahead i'm sorry
4: oh i was just gonna say uh um, yeah so just kind of at that point, I kind of just opened up, like, my notes app on my phone and just just made a list of, you know, like, I had, like, 25 different artists that I that I wanted to, to work with. Okay. And I had to sort of narrow it down. And, you know, some folks I reached out to who maybe just weren't interested. Some folks just couldn't do it in the time frame. Some dudes were just too expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, but... <laughs> But eventually, you know, we settled on on, on what we settled with, and um, I'm I'm really happy with
1: it. Great, man, great. You know, um, I have a two pronged question. I just want to give people a little bit of uh, insight into um, your production. Um, I just uh, when you walk into the studio, you, when you flip the um, light on, um, what's the first thing you do? That's question one. And two, what is the uh, what would you say is the workhorse of your production studio?
4: um honestly since the very very first beat that i've made um my you know i guess my sis, my setup hasn't really changed all too much hmm. um first program i ever used was fruity loops back when it was yeah. like version two mm. so that would have wow. been like shit like 20 years ago
1: wow
4: um I'm not using that same version, by the way. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but ultimately that's kind of the uh that's kind of the meat and potatoes in my setup. I mean I've got I've got an SP four oh four, which I definitely use for like effects and sampling and other things like that. I've got a myriad of different like MIDI items and so forth and and I've even been incorporating my iPad into okay. you know into okay. my setup. But uh, to answer your first question, um, you know, when I turn on Fruity Loops, ninety eight percent of the time the first thing I do is just uh start looking for drums.
2: Okay.
4: Um and if you ask enough uh, producers, I guess it's a little bit of a uh a discussion point, so to speak, but for me, I always start off with the drums and kind of everything else just, just rolls after that.
3: Okay. To to that point, I think um, on the singles that I've heard on the new record, um, and I could be wrong. Forgive me. Are, are are you doing more swingier type things? I felt I kind of felt like the again. I've only heard the two joints, but it seemed like you the percussion wise, you were playing a little bit more with with swing timing.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always kind of been a staple of, uh, of my, of my sound. Um, you know, like my homie, uh, always used Mm. to say back in the day, you know, like his thing was always about, you know, playing, playing your drums live and, and not relying on the quantization and, and, you know, and the program sort of, you know, stick your drums, so to speak. So, you know, every joint, I always, I always played, I always played them, you know, manually, and okay. uh, and yeah, I mean, i I grew up on I grew up on Dilla, I grew up on Pete Rock, yeah, um, you know, all, all like q tip you know, the the whole Soulquarian movement in like the late '90s, early 2000s. I mean, that was that was always like my my favorites, my favorite stuff, production-wise. So. So a little bit of that is always incorporated, certainly in in the drums. So they always they always got to swing a, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not the only bag that I'm in, but uh, that definitely plays a big role.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Toronto and like is is there a big beat scene there? Is there like an underground hip hop movement? Like, do you feel a part of that, or are you like kind of just like a hunker down in the studio guy? Like, what's your relationship to your city and? Um, like, is, is there, is there something bubbling we should know about?
4: Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm I'm an outsider. Um, so I'm actually from, uh, like I grew up in a city called Guelph, okay. um, mm-hmm. which is like uh, about an hour or so away.
2: Gotcha. Uh, okay. Um,
4: you know, and it's a, it's a smaller, mostly like a university town. So um, so as far as, as far as hip-hop, I mean, there really just wasn't very much of it. I mean, sure. at any given time, there was only really a handful of, of artists who were trying rapping and, or producing, or at least doing so, like, seriously. You know, most kids kind of, like, get into it because it's fun to do in high school and then,
2: yeah.
4: you know, forget about it once once whatever happens. Um so growing up, I mean, it I didn't have like a ton of different um, you know, there weren't very many people who could like mentor me or show show mm-hmm. me the ropes or, or anything. So I, you know, kinda had to learn a lot of a lot of the craft and so forth just by myself. Yeah. And uh, and then, and there's there's a couple a couple dudes around the way who kinda like showed me the ropes as far as fruity loops and song structure and things like that, but but by and large, I was kind of on my own for most of it. And uh, once I got to a point where, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nice with it, um, <laughs> I, uh, I started just making trips to Toronto, um, usually usually Dolo. Um, there weren't really a ton of, of, of events, but around like the early 2010s, um, you know, like beat battles started to catch on a little okay. bit um so i went to a few of those i entered a few of them i lost many battles (laughs) um but that's kind of where i got a chance to like just meet some of the some of the rest of the community um as far as toronto itself i mean there's no shortage of talent i mean there's a lot of incredible producers that you know i find out about like every day i'm scratching my head like yo, know i've been I've been doing this shit for, like, 10-plus years in the city. Like, how am I just finding out about you now? Right, right. You know?
2: Yeah.
4: So so maybe maybe part of that's on me just not really having my ear to the ground like I used to. But, um, yeah, the, the town's incredible here. Um, I feel like... Maybe maybe I'm a bit spoiled and um, that, you know, like, I've been to... Like, I go out to to Los Angeles every so often, and as far as, like, instrumental beat makers like me, um, was kind of like the mecca for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of hard to go there and then come back and sort of, you know, look at everyone the same, Mm -hmm. Um, not because (laughs) talent isn't there, but just, you know
3: yeah like, it's just, just different over an it's, it's, it's different day. it's like so california weed different. when i when i go to the east coast i'm like uh that's all nice right, guys uh, all right so the, the, we, we've
4: addressed the elephant in the room now but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh but yeah. i mean but over time i've kind of just i'm I'm pretty reclusive um for the most part very madlib-esque i kind of just stay to myself but sure. uh you know, whenever something's popping in the
0: city then um yeah. you know, I'm I'm always there. I appreciate you getting into it with us. I, while you were answering I was like, We're from San Jose, California, which is kind of a lesser known city and I feel like someone you answered like how I would answer if someone was like, Tell me about San Francisco, which is an <laughs> hour away and like, you know, much better known. No, I, so. got, uh, <laughs> I, I got a uh, I
4: got a I got a few I got a, a few homies in
2: San Jose. Oh so, really? Okay. Where I
4: I've, but like, I've never, I've never personally been there. I think I, I might have driven through it once a few years <laughs> yeah. ago, but nice. uh, no. But I've, uh, That's funny. I don't. Know, God willing, sometime this year I'll pull up. Oh,
2: please All do, right.
3: please do. Needle to the Groove Records on, yeah. on 9th and Santa Clara. We'll, we'll, uh, okay. we'll be waiting here. Yeah,
0: we record the show in that. the back, and there's that. a lot of records in the front. So if you ever want to meet up. <laughs>
4: I, I'll, I'll hold you to that. Uh, I mean, let's do it. Y'all, y'all might, y'all might think I'm playing. That's, That's awesome. cool, man.
0: That's awesome. We, we met, We're in such a bubble here. We never know if anyone knows anything beyond the,
4: the, the Dion Warwick song. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is a right. jam.
4: Um right. Well, I mean, I know this podcast. I know you, you y'all are kind of asking me questions. But now, now I'm curious. What's uh, sure. like, what, what's the whole scene like in San Ho?
3: man that's a great and then Nate <laughs> and then Nate looks directly at me um we're going to have
0: run, our run. resident rapper answer that question <laughs>
3: uh you know i think gotcha,
0: uh, gotcha.
3: i think the 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 bay area here's how i answer that question i think the bay area metropolitan is is struggling to have a scene cuz it's so fucking expensive to live here so there was a time okay. when, when san jose was the little brother to san francisco and oakland but now artists can't even afford to live there um so Gigs I get, yeah, it, everybody's like trying to get a gig, so it's pretty fragmented right now.
0: Really, yeah, I will say we've I'm had some there, incredible um, DJ talent come through, come up here, and um, like some like ITF award-winning kind of like battle DJs who now like you could go hear good music, real music at a club pretty much you know any Thursday through Sunday. So there is there is there are things to do. Something,
2: yeah, yeah, here
3: and there. So, and it, so, it ain't Toronto. let's just keep it whoa whoa (laughs) yeah Uh, that's so so i want to make sure we we give a little bit of space to to talk about um the the term lo-fi and i i don't know Mm -hmm. how you feel about that or but i know this is not the first time you've been asked that question um do you do you consider your music within that category. I know you kinda of predate it in terms of your releases, but do you embrace that? Does that irritate you? Like how do you feel about that? Um honestly, I've
4: Yeah, I mean I've got I've got I've got some mixed feelings. As far as how I categorize myself. I mean I I kinda just I just keep it hip hop and, you know, that, that that's fine enough for me. Um, I mean, certainly, um, earlier in my career, um, my, I, I was definitely in love with that lo-fi label, but that was kind of before it kind of like, you know, before the YouTube streams and before okay. like the, the Spotify playlist and so forth. Right. Um, so for me, um, like personally, I, you know, like I like, uh, like I love the fact that, you know, I guess the lo fi as we know it now is certainly spawned its own its own community. And, you know, you got a bunch of kids um who you know who are in love with uh SP four oh fours and yeah. and love to sample and are and are essentially doing boom bap. I mean how how can I how can I hate on it?
2: I guess then right, right. with the
4: uh the lo fi label is that it's it's almost presented in a way that that makes it seem like it's like it's this brand new phenomenon when right. <laughs> I feel like lo fi at its core is really just the same shit that's you know that we've been doing since since nineties. Right. You know
2: right.
4: yeah. like like chopping a sample, Dusty drums, um you know, so like at at its core it at least to me, at its core it's really no different than you know, at least what I used to refer to as just regular boom bap. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, so I guess as far as the, the label itself, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I, and I guess because it's sort of treated like this new genre, sometimes it feels like, you know, some of the OGs and, and some of the guys who paved the way are, are almost forgotten in a way. Yeah um so you know i i never like to see you know some you know some of the guys who who inspired me um kind of be kind of be forgotten about um and you know it it's always kind of frustrating to you know to see uh basically the, the same sound but you know only one of them gets recognition over the other i mean I guess there's not really a way to talk about it without coming across as, as an old head or <laughs> or as a hater, i so, This I've is been the place for that. Sure time.
3: <laughs> this is a safe right? place. <laughs> so,
4: you know, if, if that's the hat that I got aware of then you know, yeah. so so be it. So be it. Um, yeah, turn it back. So, I'm, so yeah, it just feels like it just feels like you know, it's uh, it, it, it the title sometimes just trips away the credit from right. what, you know, many of many of the OGs and the forefathers have, have done and paved paved the way. And, you know, it would be cool to see, you know, guys like like Obliv or guys like uh Sam I Am or, mm-hmm. or Rastri, rest in peace. It'd be dope to see those guys all up on those uh all up on those YouTube streams and right. And, and all those Spotify playlists that, that do a bazillion plays per right. day. But, but, you know, it's, I, I always just want to make it clear that my sort of feelings about lo-fi um, have nothing to do really with the artists themselves. Right. So, you know, the guys doing it now, you know, keep, keep doing it. It's not their fault.
0: Can I build off of that a little and ask you how you feel about your music being taken as background music, or if you feel that people are, especially once it's playlisted, perhaps on some of these bigger lo-fi playlists, and like was uh, kind of putting more MCs on the new project a way to like make sure that it's foreground music? Does that make sense?
4: No, I I, I feel you. Um, I mean, that's not why I I decided to to have guests. Um, I mean, now that you've sort of mentioned it to kind of, Oh, actually, actually, yeah, that that, that would be a benefit. But, um, but I mean, just instrumental music in general, um, it's, it's always been treated as kind of background music. I mean, I sometimes, I I sometimes scratch my head at, you know, at some of like my royalty statements I'm not like really like, like people really <laughs> the song this this much right and then you know and then you find out later that oh so they're basically just using this instrumental to like you know talk about the weather or, mm-hmm. or talk about yeah. other shit mm. rather than, than just listen to it itself honestly, I mean music in general you know like there's more than one application I mean I've got like when I'm when I'm driving to to Toronto or just driving around and you know, like I'll I'll blast that new Sough Daddy album or some um but in other moments if I'm just cleaning up the crib and, you know, I might I might put on my own shit and then fall asleep to it or something. <laughs> um so honestly it's that aspect of it never really bothered me. I mean if people, you know, feel instrumental music is is better suited as like background music. Um, I mean, I personally disagree, but if that's how they, if, if, if that's how they see it, so be it. But it also means that they're listening to it.
2: Yeah, totally. So, right,
4: so, right. so if, if, well if, if listening, so if listening to my beat, you know, help someone study and they get an A plus on the midterms, <laughs>
2: I've, I've,
4: I've, I've done
3: my job. That's perfect. No. That, that's sick. Also, royalties still the same. Right. people don't <laughs> right yeah there's no there's no distinction
4: yeah believe it or not i mean i i mean you can sort of just picture the excitement in my eyes like opening that opening that letter and seeing oh sweet i got 12 cents on you know on my last check but Let's you know, see. the ones lately have been a little nicer, but, nice. you know, I'm definitely not above the uh, five cent royalty. Yeah.
0: Oh, Throw it in. They add up, right?
4: <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so it, 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 it all adds up, or, or so I've been told.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, right on, man. We we appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, Forever is a pretty long time. It is out now, correct?
4: Out now. Yep. So that's uh, available. Are physicals out all, now, or
0: is it just digital for the moment?
4: No, no, we we got it all. Awesome. So, yeah, I love um, it when everything. We got it on a limited. we got it on a limited twelve-inch vinyl. Um, it's still, it's like the yellow marble, limited edition. Nice. Only pressed five hundred of those, so y'all can get those um, from the Mellow website, or wherever you, you know, get your vinyl. Um, okay. We got CDs too. It's available on all streaming services: Apple Music, Spotify, tidal uh amazon you know wherever you get your stuff from and uh yeah forever's a pretty long time out everywhere featuring blue odyssey guilty simpson uh brain orchestra alley we've got a whole whole gang of dope guests chester watson something all heard of yep Uh, cavalier i love cavalier Uh, man thanks for doing that (laughs) uh, oh he's the homie man i've I've been wanting to work with him for minutes and uh, like that list I told you about that. I wrote up, I mean, he might've been like the second person I put on it. Nice. So Word. yeah, but yeah, a lot of great guests, a couple, a couple instrumentals for those who, you know, only like, only like me for, for my beats. Perfect. And, man. uh, yeah, just uh, well, um, you know,
1: you you mentioned that you started off making this as sort of an instrumental album, like you typically do, yeah. and then it kind of morphed into something else. So, you know, I wanted to know, um, you know, and uh, your your career has had had a bit of an evolution to it. I mean, you, the sound is sort of maintained the same, but what's the where where do you see yourself going next? What, what's the next move after this album? What are you sort of working towards? Um, honestly, just kind of
4: going along with the same theme, you know like you know doing instrumental albums is always fun because i can just be me and i don't have to sort of cater to other artists or or sort of change myself to you know to accommodate for others so to speak so you know that'll always be an aspect of my career but honestly um i kind of just want to keep keep doing more things outside of my comfort zone so at some point, I definitely want to do a follow-up to the Forever is a pretty long time album. Um I've toyed with the idea of um maybe doing like an R&B album with just all singers.
2: Okay.
4: That's something that I've, you know, not done a ton of over my career. Um I want to... And honestly, as cliche as it is, I kind of want to, you know, just start working with just more artists and just mm. getting more placements in. Um it's kind of something that originally I was trying to do at the beginning of my career and just got really annoyed of, you know, rappers. Yeah. It was like, yo, eloquent, man, you, you, you really dope, but you think you can make me a beat that sounds exactly like this one Neptune's (laughs) joint. Like fam, I mean, like I can, I can send you Pharrell's email, but you know, um, but yeah, but I mean, now that I've got at least a little more notoriety on um, some, you know, so, and I, and I've got my personal bucket list of artists that I, that I still want to work with. Sure. So, so, you know, I kind of just want to get in, get my bag and, and start, start linking up with, uh, with some more dudes. So, um, yeah, so a few things already in, in, uh, in progress that I, just can't really speak on now, okay. but you know, folks will will hear more in due time.
3: Awesome, man. Well, hey, we want to thank you for coming on the program. Everybody, go check out Forever. is a pretty long time. Yeah, man. Just thanks again for coming on.
2: Awesome, thank
4: you for having me. I appreciate that, and I don't hold all to that shit. So, whenever I do this, I expect it to be greeted at the airport. <laughs> Little sign that sure. says "Eloquent." <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah what I'm saying? All right. Rape that record shop and all.
3: <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs>
2: Appreciate
3: it. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Peace. Thank
4: you, man. Cheers. <laughs>
0: Dad bod, pod. we always have the finest guests, but this is not a guest. This is our co-host, um, who you guys haven't heard from in a couple of weeks due to the oddness of trying to record podcasts under shelter-in-place conditions. I have on the phone MC Dem1, a.k.a. PKA, professionally known as Damone <laughs> Carter. What's up, dude?
5: Yo, I am out here live from house arrest. Yeah. Um, uh, generally, how are you? Um, I'll, I'll keep it 100 with our listeners cause they, they expect that from us on the dad pod rap pod. Um, I work in social services basically for a food bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am an essential asset employee, um, mm-hmm. and doing, you know, doing meaningful, but definitely challenging work. Um, in these times and seeing hundreds of people a day a day and trying kind of not to get coronavirus. So yes. <laughs> keep, keep it's doing been that. a little bit challenging. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep trying, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been wild. I want to, uh, and we'll talk about happier things, but I want to do a quick plug for my organization because I think we're doing. Great work um, here in the Silicon Valley. If you care about poverty, inequality, making sure that uh, low-income folks still have food through this whole bit, um, check out sacredheartcs.org. Um, you can donate, and you can donate, and you can donate. We, <laughs> we have incredible uh, need right now, especially with like kids being home from school and parents getting laid off and, and the whole bit. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's work life. Um, but on the other hand, once I get off from work, there's like the that ba- the vast wilderness of nothing. Yeah. Like, How are you
0: filling like, the hours? Are, we... are you reading? Are you smoking? Are you watching? Are you working out? Like what's been your mode to attack this weird nothing time?
5: <sighs> the weird nothing time, the time of, of no time. Um, I've been trying to really stay kind of disciplined. So I uh have been uh doing like mile walks, you know what I'm saying, just kinda um mm-hmm. uh, putting on the headphones and, and listening to joints and, and walking a good mile or so. Um I'm trying to get back into to this uh Haruki Murakami twelve hundred page novel that oh, I started uh, last IQ84. year yep <laughs> wow that's like the the
0: new um, uh infinite jest it's like everyone has it on their shelf but they actually haven't even read it myself included. nobody's
5: i got i'm like 300 in i'm like 300 pages in and you're one it's a normal books story. length in right and i'm like oh and we're just getting started yeah
0: um, has there been anything so with a cave or a goat man or a weird little girl yet Yes, that's how you know uh, you're in a Murakami a book. book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love Murakami. Mm-hmm. Wind Up Bird Chronicle changed my life, but yeah, dude, it gets a little samezy.
5: Yeah, it's 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 weird, but I'm I'm almost ashamed of myself because this book has like sex and violence and mysticism and all the shit that makes a good book a good book. And I'm like, I I need to finish this. So I actually have this like quarantine guilt. Right That's forming like, I'm not doing enough I've been in quarantine am not enriching for seven days. myself enough Exactly Like I need to come out of this shit Like speaking Spanish uh, French cooking You know Hella literate uh, And I'm not doing too much Of any of that yeah. right now With a but, six
0: pack um, And a finished screenplay
5: at least I mean can we can we get our source screenplay oh off,
0: off the ground? <laughs> Come on. I have some thoughts ben on Daniel's that. Revenge. We will we will, uh, we will talk about off <laughs> off air. Uh, okay, okay. short short answer yes.
5: Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the spirit. Uh have you um, been listening? I, may, to music? I was thinking about maybe because I have enormous amounts of time watching Better Call Saul. Right. Like I need a, a, a glacially paced uh you know, TV series to dive into. Totally, um, Lucy no, and I are no, watching The productive.
0: Outsider um, on HBO. Um, I I do recommend it because the episodes are structured in such a way that you have to watch the next one, and that's that's like bingeability, right? We were really looking uh, for something to binge and to take down a couple of eps at a time, and to really like get into and like while i'm not fully on board with it it's stephen king so it's obviously like got horror elements and it's got every like i'm doing air quotes that guy actor especially from other hbo (laughs) shows you're like oh it's that guy the the uh detective from the night of and it's like oh it's that guy from the nick and it's like oh it's that guy from bloodline and it's like yeah it's just uh it it is passing the time.
5: so it's kind of like uh, oh, you may not get this reference because cause you don't have children, but um, the Disney Channel like kind of just remixes um these horrible child actors and all their shows. Right. And yeah, I'm it's like, it's oh, it's the
0: character okay. actor version of that. Yes. You're like, awesome. you're, like awesome. okay, guy, the the <laughs> you're like it's that guy, in the dad from this thing. You're like it's that guy, the HBO kid from universe. this thing.
5: Yeah.
4: Man, we're we're
5: we're hurting right now. Are you listening to
0: the rap records at all? I am. I'm I'm pretty much staying up. That weirdly, nothing came out last week except for Knack um, came out with a new record. Um, so that will become okay. relevant in the Dad Bod universe very soon. But um, yeah, right. there was like normal release schedule for like the when this was seeming like it was a big deal, but we weren't sheltering in place yet. And then last week, when we really needed new releases, like nothing came out or at least nothing in our kind we of wheelhouse. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm like nothing. super into the rap Ferreira. Um, I'm still listening to oh Boldy and God. Alk. I'm like okay. um, doing research on people that we've been talking to. So I was listening to a bunch of Count Basie before we did that. I listened to the new right. controller seven and Mestizo, which we obviously have a segment on for this show. So kind of, kind of a little bit of both. And also like, I kind of talked about this with Dave last week and I would love to hear how you feel about this. Like, when I'm having, like, an emotional or life crisis, I don't, like, turn to rap for the answers. You know what I mean? For for the company.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like... I definitely know what you mean. Um, you know what I turn to? I'm going to just keep it, you know, again, keep yeah. it real for our listeners. I sat down and watched fucking La La Land.
0: Ah, wow.
5: And was like... My people gonna, saved jazz. You're
0: welcome. T- <laughs>
5: I'm like, I'm gonna get as far away from this reality as humanly possible. That's uh, right now.
0: All, uh, week, uh, all week while Godfrey you're serving dancing. homeless people meals, you're just
5: like "City of Stars." <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um. Uh. In the stone singing for no reason. Yeah.
2: Don't um.
5: No, I, I, I feel you. It's kind of like rap. Um. I'm interested to see what rap is gonna come out of this time because. So much of it people saying based. they're
0: sicker than coronavirus. Oh,
5: man, that's gonna be tough. I, I just hope we can get some better bars because everybody's gonna be trapped in their bedroom. Next
0: right? Mixtapes being called um, uh, going viral.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> Too soon. <laughs>
5: um, no, rap has a has a sometimes can have a limited emotional range. Yes, except um, for so, a record
0: I know we're both really into, which completely breaks this paradigm and has really been like oh my excuse the Absolutely. you know karen term feeding my soul is uh purple moonlight right. pages by rap ferrera it's just so oh. fucking dope and so full of different things to listen to and catch on to
5: oh man i mean we're we've been big on rap Ferrera, aka milo um for a minute no surprise all praise due to the honorable uh, Nate LeBlanc <laughs> who put me on to Milo. Um, I want to say it was two years, yeah, two years ago, kind of in our first season. Yes. Um, hit me to Milo and and I've liked releases of his um along this last, you know, two, three year run. But um it really for me it really all comes together on purple moonlight pages. In part because of uh, Kenny Siegel and the Jefferson Part Boys contributions. I I, I feel like this is the right musical context for uh, Rat Ferreira's voice and his kind of um, just everything about him. It's it's a nice container for what he does That
0: Sure. And and it has that Lamert Park, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Five O'Clock Follies kind of like obvious. Yeah. And there, there are direct homages to um, mm-hmm. Can You Find the Level of Difficulty in This? But there are even more mm-hmm. like aesthetic nods to that, like, Horace Tapscott, Lamert Park, like, center of black L.A. culture, jazz meeting hip-hop, mm-hmm. convolutions, kind mm-hmm. of, like, uh, the way that those things come together. And that's obviously a sound that's near and dear to us as huge Fellowship fans and people who, like, didn't yeah. live, you know, yeah. that far from the sphere of influence of L.A. underground hip-hop. Um, so I'm loving that direction. And just the the it, production it's, it's changes and winds around the the words and references in a way that feels very organic and like that i i I agree that this is a very desirable place for him to have ended up um in terms of the music that he's interacting with and like frankly i think it's just he's just got better he's just like in control of his instrument you know what i mean
5: yeah he's 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 more of himself um if that makes sense um and it kind of really gives me these really like I I don't I want to say something and not have it sound like blasphemy so I'm just gonna say it anyway. Um, it feels like an evolutionary AC alone record like this. It gives me that feeling like the kind of poetry vibe AC was always playing with um, mixed with the um, you know the dense lyrical stuff. Like it just comes together in this way where it feels like. Um, he really took rap Ferreira really took the torch from what the fellowship was doing what AC alone um, on his solo records was, was doing and kind of stepped into a new era, which is great because he's obviously younger than all of those cats, yeah, but it, quite it's, a bit, it's just actually. great to see that sound.
0: Like his big I'm homie sorry? is Mike Eagle, who was younger than fellowship by 10 years. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, right, that's right. Like, it's, so he's we're, way we're, younger. That's in right. a way, we're kind of like two generations removed. It depends on when you call it that. But there's a great wow. Mike Eagle verse, and I was just listening to it before mm-hmm. we set up this phone call, and I, we're talking now, and I, he... I'm going to botch the delivery, but he basically says, like, he should have picked a career with a more stable income rather than rapping. And I was (laughs) just like, this, like, hurts my feelings um, hearing this right now because I know he had to come off the Mm. road with Brother Ali and, like, there's no no such thing as touring. And, like, I actually did – I bought Mike's entire discography on Bandcamp on Bandcamp Day last week it was really hard yeah. to choose where to place those dollars but i tried to do it strategically and fuck with people who fucked with us and um it was yeah. uh i i you know felt good about that And now i have a bunch of music to kind of wade through where i hadn't specifically followed every single release that he had on there but fuck man it's like it's a bloodbath
5: it's it's, it's heavy because my uh they had to cancel the purple moon White pages tour
0: yeah, right. that among every single other one, but yeah, totally.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of every tour, on, every tour on the planet had yeah. to be canceled. We were gonna hang
0: out um, with Fat which, Tony, which dude. is a shame. <laughs> yeah. We were so Man. close to hanging out with Fat Tony, which is now one of my life's goals, and we was all set up, and now it's like, oh, we'll see when that when that. Oh, that's right, because he was coming to Oakland. Yeah, it was like April thirteenth or something like that, and the Milo show was just like right after that. It was like two things ah. I really wanted to see.
5: Um, but anyway and, this is not you about don't us even and go out the house on uh, non shelter in place so that that
0: was huge. You know it's actually wow. funny I will probably be revising my curmudgeon status a little bit like um I've been talking <laughs> to so many people about how I'm a natural shelter in place person but I was also like an enjoyer of the outdoors and a person who loved to eat in restaurants and like I I am mm-hmm. missing some of those those components of my life, and I'm hopefully we're all not going to take it for granted. If there's any restaurants left, which is a whole dark path I don't want to get on, but had to say it.
5: Yeah, it's 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 a weird time, and somehow uh, with purple moonlight cages, you get you get uh, this lightness that um, that is kind of uh, juxtaposed to our time. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like some interesting dark kind of introspective moments where um uh gosh I'm I'm I think it's called Dust Up. Uh where he's like you rap like your foot works fucked
2: up. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Chef's
5: kiss. That's nourishing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah cool man. Um yeah so everybody go on cop that uh shout out to Rap Ferreira. We are talking, um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll re spice it in, but the kind of the standout song of that album is Leaving Hell. Yeah. Um, which is just an amazing um, kind of a jazzy tune. Um, also, he does an amazing cover of Pharaoh uh, Thunder's creator has Got a Master Plan. Yeah.
0: Yes, he does. Rappers- and actually, what he, what he, it's, Pharaoh Sanders, a tune clearly, but what he's really referencing, in my opinion, is the Leon Thomas version of it when he does that little like like, I I can't do the vocalization. Only like masters can do that (laughs) thing that Leon Thomas does. But he does a little call out to it. And when I first heard that, when the record dropped on that Friday, I like immediately had to get out my phone and tweet and be like, oh, my God, thank you. Like the Leon Thomas version of that song is one of my favorite songs. I have it on promo 45 and like I'm a big Leon Thomas fan. So I was just so excited to hear that. And like, in many ways I feel like this record was made for me. And that was one of the moments where I was like, Holy fuck. No fucking way, dude. Like I'm, this is so cool. Like, I can't believe you did that. It's a beautiful way to end the record. Like,
6: and if the yeah, creator yeah. has a
0: master plan, uh, can we move up the timeline a little bit and get out of the doldrums and leave this hell?
5: Or, or, <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe this is just part of it. Um, as I as I watch ducks walk across the expressway that I live near, Ugh. I was like, yeah, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's it.
2: That shit is the, crazy. The animals
5: have reclaimed the earth. Yeah. But at least we got a masterpiece uh, from Rap for... Uh, um, I'm if they, if we have a rest of the year, this is my uh, this will be hard to unseat this as my pick for album of the year
0: totally especially if we're all like developing these deep like emotional bonds to it during quarantine <laughs> um i was just talking to <laughs> dave quarantine record of these. i believe um I'm, i still i need to look it up and i probably should have before we started recording what we think to be an evergreen podcast that will last for the rest of digital time um <laughs> the new conway and alchemist record lulu is set to drop either friday or monday um okay. so yeah, that's another thing to look forward to. He's just Alchemist has been killing it so hard. Conway obviously oh, one man. of the best, most lethal rhymers in the world right now. So I'm I'm excited about that.
5: Yeah, um, speaking of which, we uh speaking of Alchemist, I think another song uh that he produced, which I think really does encapsulate, which I'll always attach to this time of the shelter in place, is um uh, the never-ending story off the J-Electronica record.
2: Yeah,
0: totally. Um, um, yeah, well, you and I didn't really get a chance to talk about the J-Elect. Like, w- what are your thoughts?
5: Um, this is going to sound very peak Damone, but I like four or five songs, yeah. and that's enough for me. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> that makes <laughs> it a good that, record. To me, solid record. Um, of course, not worth the... You know, no record is worth a ten-year wait, right. right? Like you can't put that kind of expectation on it, right? Um, but I felt like it, it was a it was a it was a good record. You got to see um, what I liked is you got to see or hear Jay Electronica's head trip mm-hmm. about why he hasn't put out the material. Like I liked that he got into that and kind of got you in that headspace of. Of why it took so long, and then to take ten years, and then only really wrap half the record, mm-hmm. and have Jay Z wrap the other half. Flex, yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Jay Z still has it. I mean, yeah. we, I think we just have to say that he, he still has it. Totally, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I actually,
0: I, 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 if if you know, gun to my head, or like a coronavirus coffer to my face. <laughs> I would I would have to say Jay Z probably does rap better than J Electronica on the record. Um if I had I
5: hear, to if now, I had I to see, say. And and I get you, you're not wrong on that one. I just I find it interesting the the idea that he uh that Jay-Z like completely out dude. I'm I like say no, that. I, I mean, wouldn't say that. If if anything, I feel like jay electronica's kind of whole um vibe jay Z is kind of like stepping into well what people are you saying I mean? is
0: that jay-z has been hanging out with or listening heavy to mock <laughs> and that that's, oh, yeah, that's what's like coming through the most is that cadence and that that kind of palette which is super interesting um and i i don't i don't know if other smarter people on Twitter had not said that if I would have heard that necessarily, obviously I've seen the pictures of them together, but um, yeah, I think-, um,
5: I think, I think the, the, the Mock thing is really interesting. I definitely feel like it's a case where, uh, as we've seen with Jay-Z taking pictures with people, um, there are fan bases that want to be seen
4: mm-hmm. in that way. Right. Mm-hmm.
5: So this whole idea that, Oh, you know, he's just doing a Makami thing. And I'm like, Yes, but at the same time Jlx has been kind of talking this you know kind of Muslim infused 5%er um you know what I think Jlx does really well and Ho picked up on was like hey if you start saying uh words from the Quran you've got a whole new rhyming palette. Right. <laughs> you've got you know what I mean? Yeah. do a lot, rhymes a with new a lot color, of different no, new color
0: on the palette. Yeah, that makes sense. For sure.
5: Yeah, so I, I'm not sure, but look, I, I don't think there's any conscientious rapper doing it right now that's not influenced by Makami um, or Lock Marciano. I thought it was interesting, though, j Elect tried to act like he doesn't know who Locke Marciano is.
0: Yeah, that's not possible,
5: right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. Yeah, it was this was more of a last week
0: thing, and every week is like a fucking decade right now. But, uh, yeah, he was beefing (laughs) with everybody who said anything even remotely negative about the album on Twitter, which I thought was really weird to like do nothing for 10 years, record for 40 days and 40 nights, and then just like get into weird like quibbles with people. It's like, just is there, I don't know, I'm not going to tell the man how to live his life or how to roll out his album. Clearly, he made a big impact on the culture, but like let the art speak for itself for a week. (laughs)
5: <laughs> uh, I think he's hypersensitive about how he's received, and I think that's the whole reason why he took so long uh, to drop this. He talks about that a little bit on the record. Yeah, I think he wants to be—he uh, wants to have Exhibit A energy and and mystique on everything. Um, yeah, that's not a thing.
0: Which, yeah, that's that's not any way to have a career. Like, who has all bangers? You not know really. I mean?
5: Yeah, and, and it kind of makes me feel like, okay, it took a decade, he had to get Jay-Z involved, and at best, he turned out something that approaches one of Rock Marciano's releases from last year, of which Rock did four. Right. You that's, know what mean? Inter- that's a
0: really interesting so... way of putting it Because I was listening to it a lot when it first dropped And I wanted to like decipher it and get into it I actually listened to the listening party I've never listened to a listening party for a rap record before It's actually a super <laughs> shitty way to hear records Like you can't really hear it You know I... all I want to do is hear the lyrics And you can't hear it People are talking right. and like it's bizarre But it was cool and I was kind of going back and forth With somebody on Twitter He's like they're live now And I'm like oh fuck really I'm just doing like cooking dinner I'll put on the listening party Like let's do it and now that I've had time to sit with it, I'm wondering how many more times I'll listen to it where, like, every rock album has, like, significant replay value and he's so much more productive. So you're just making me think of it in a different way. It's like, was it all hype or is this, like, a great record? You know what I mean? And you're saying it's a good record.
5: Well, it's, it's a good record. And I think uh, Jay Electronica's uh, attempts to retain his mystique um, kind of just. I, I wore away from that record going, bro, if you would have just been doing records this whole time, you, you could have been, I don't know, it could have been more amazing, I don't know, I mean, that's all projection, but it just made me think about, it. he's got a great voice, he's got a, a, a very interesting, you know, you kind of forget sometimes that he's from New Orleans and not right. New York. And no, they're like, definitely not letting you forget
0: whole, it on this one, Ballad of Soldier Slim and no. all those call-outs to BG, like, that's, that's but, but fully just, evident.
5: But he kind of—it's like if he didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. It's, it's just he's a weird vagabond, interesting dude. And I guess I come away. My my takeaway is that was an interesting record. I just wish we could have got more of this. I don't know why we had to, to wait a decade for this.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an it's an As interesting kind of. As if he uh, cares. As if he cares about what I think. Not that he cares about, but if you put it on Twitter, he might beef with you, and that'll actually be really good for us. So can you can you get that going? <laughs> Damn it, Nate! I knew
5: it would come to this. Do it from the podcast, not, account, not from the personal. <laughs> Got it. She's like, <laughs> just right?
0: kidding. We are here to be appreciative, not to start weird quabbles, uh, quibbles, and squabbles for. Uh, but if we do, ratings. it's gonna be real.
2: <laughs> if we do,
5: if we do, if you ever see a depot with somebody, that is hundred percent legit because yeah. we're we're really. We're a peace-loving
0: podcast. (laughs) Until tested. Oh, man. All right. This episode's getting long, but it was really good to catch up with you, my friend. Um, Keep doing what you're doing, and we will do these check-ins weekly, every every other week. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember
5: Fraggle Rock? Absolutely. So on Fraggle Rock, they had the character Uncle Traveling Nat who, um, who they would just call and check in on like periodically, like, and that's kind of how I feel. That's I feel funny. like I'm on a weird, I'm on a weird safari and I'll just, I'll be checking in for a while. Um, and just a hundred percent disclosure. Um, I just don't want to give my bros coronavirus. right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: <laughs> Nor do we want to. So when it. there's, yeah, that's all it is. When, when I know I'm not going to give anyone coronavirus, I'm sure we'll we'll be we'll be back in the lab doing it uh, al dente like we always do. Absolutely.
0: Cool, brother. Um, Appreciate you. And it was this was a really good conversation. And um, you've definitely given me some stuff to think about, just about music and as always, just about life. So take care of yourself and we'll we'll check in with you soon.
5: There it is, man. Be well. All right. peace. Peace.
0: Dad Bod Rapod, we're back with a return guest. Um a person who we are fans of musically, who's kind of become a friend in real life. Uh, there's this line between friend of the program, friend in real life, and uh, I feel like we're edging towards becoming friends. It's been cool to get to know this person through the doing the pod and exchanging DMs and hearing music, and he's got a new project out. I would like to welcome to the show Controller 7. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Um, so you've got a new project. It's called Couch. It's with the rapper called Mestizo. And um, it's it, it just got released. And um, I want to hear all about it. And that's what we're here to talk about. But something I would like to kind of touch on in the initial go here is like I feel like because i follow you especially on instagram where you're fairly active and especially on instagram stories where you're fairly active i I like watched this record get made um was that like a conscious choice or was it just like you're just documenting your daily life and this is your daily life when you're in the run-up to making an album and can you just kind of talk about that aspect of it
6: sure yeah i mean it wasn't uh super conscious i think Uh, the record kind of came out of Instagram because uh, I had sent him a message and just asked if he wanted to do a song. So that kind of was how it started. Um, And then I did it in sort of a strange way. Like I I asked to do the one song and then I just kind of got fired up and I was just making a bunch of stuff trying to come up with something to send him. Mm. And then before I knew it, I had enough stuff that i was just i just decided i'm just gonna make an album okay and then i'm just gonna send him the whole album done like with audio like uh dialogue samples in it it's sequenced it's kind of like an 80 percent version of what i wanted it to be right and i'm just gonna send it to him so that he gets the idea for the whole thing as opposed to just we do one song it's got this style we do another one and it's all, and then you get kind of just a collection of songs. So in a way, like it was done. There was like a halfway point where I already gave him what was sort of done for me. Mm. And then he had it. And so we were both kind of sitting on this thing that was like closer to done than maybe an album normally would be. And then I think, after a while it just felt weird that we were sitting on it for so long and then just decided, all right, let's start like kind of getting people interested in this. So that's how it started kind of trickling out. Um, there wasn't a, like, I, I would put things up every now and then. There wasn't like a ton that went out. It was basically like two songs okay. and little little bits of it. So I was kind of guarded about, not trying to just like put the whole thing out there before even releasing it. Sure. Um, but we we're just doing it the two of us. Like it's there's no label, nothing. So um, that was kind of like the street team promo launch right. was just little bits here and there, and trying to get people into it, and hopefully like repost it and do things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Who is Mestizo and how did you first become aware of him? And kind of what it, what drew you to him or made you think that you guys should do something together?
6: Um, so he I didn't know this until we actually started talking, but he is actually from San Jose. What, yeah, so we're both from San Jose. He lives in Philly now. Oh, he's wow. kind of I had been no idea. Yeah. He's been kind of all over the place. And, um, but he, so he was kind of affiliated with Anticon, but at like a different time than I was. He, um, he did an album with dose under the name alpha. It's a seven PHA, which is really good. You should check that one out. Um, so I think it was like one of the last Anticon records, um, so he did that, and then um, the thing that kind of sparked it all was he he's close with uh, mediocre. So he was part of the whole Heardrums, that whole scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel like that's where I might have come across him, his name before.
6: He, yeah, through the Galapagos for, like, Chicago. He was around for that kind of stuff. Um, so I knew of him from then, um, but the thing that kind of, like, really sparked it all for me was uh mediocre he runs a label called potions uh nyc and he so he put out um, my right-handed straw album he oh, put it out true. on cassette and so he and i are friends and we'll talk and um he did a record with mestizo and i sent him a message just kind of asking about it and he said that they did it in two days hmm. and I'd been like, basically I've spent my entire music career overthinking things and taking way too long and just like kind of stopping myself from getting things done. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had like kind of phased out of music after when I started a family and like kind of phased out of music and, um, so I was coming back into it with a different frame of mind and hearing that they did this record in like two days, just like it seriously just kind of like lit a match under me. And, um, I was like, if they could do that in two days, like, what am I waiting for? Right. So I sent him a DM. I was like, Hey, you want to do a song together? He said, yeah. Then I just started making all kinds of stuff. And, um, then I came up with the idea of just doing the whole album, um, so that's kind of how it all all lined up. And the funny thing is that we've never even we've never spoken to each other. Wow! And pre- <laughs> it's this been is all straight up
0: DM album.
6: It's DM and email, and he so he's got three kids. I've got two kids. Uh, time is is in short supply, so. It kind of just worked that way for us. and yeah. uh, So you didn't quite knock it out
0: in two days, but you did it much, much faster than you would have normally, and you did not allow yourself to overthink it. You just did it.
6: Yeah, I mean, I probably made the majority of the beats that are on there made them in like a two-week period. That's cool. Um, and then I kind of fine-tuned everything, spent a little bit more time. But like from... I looked back, and I think the d m was like six months ago.
0: Wow, so much, much faster than like the long gestating uh projects that you that you're used to working on and it it feels like you know just again as like someone who chit chats with you a little bit and watches your social media carefully you're you're back in a really creative mode, and that this will probably not be the last thing that uh that emerges from this period
6: yeah, no that my plan is to. Not like I'm just going to move past this one and forget it, but is just to like move on to the next thing and just, uh, I don't, yeah, I'm like just fired up trying to do as many things as I can. And um, I am working on something else already. And now that we're under this quarantine thing, it's possible that. I will have another album out in a couple of weeks.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Definitely keep us posted. That would be amazing. Um, Since you brought it up, how are you doing with the whole global pandemic?
6: Uh, It's all right. I would say it it definitely goes like up and down in these roller coaster waves of emotions. Um, The first, like first day, I think I was kind of, kind of into it. Just, (laughs) Having having some time off of work and right. um, I like sewed some curtains. <laughs> Just things like, oh, like I had this I time. I never had
0: time to do this before. Now I have yeah. time.
6: Yeah. And then it kind of, I think the reality of not knowing when the end date is, is the part that oh. is not as exciting about it. Like yeah. if it was three weeks of like paid vacation. Um, I'd be into it, but it, it's so uncertain that it's kind of taken some of the fun out of it.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. Um, do you feel like it affected the way you approached releasing the record or is this what you would have done under normal circumstances as well?
6: No, it definitely, um, so I sent it off to get mastered, I think on Wednesday, and then was working with uh, Deesky, who who did the mastering. And uh, we were just texting each other back and forth, uh, trying to figure it out. And so he basically did it in like a day. And then uh, Mestizo and I were just kind of like, should we just put it out tomorrow? Do we put up a pre-release? Do we just put it out? Right. But it seems like things are kind of so uncertain right now that it seemed really pointless to do a pre-release or even wait on it. So right. if it was done and the files were done, then just put it out. And So yeah, under different conditions, I, I think we probably would have like come up with some release plan right? and, and tried to like do that whole game of getting people interested in it. Totally. Um, what's the reaction been like? Uh, It's been pretty awesome so far. I mean, it's kind of, I think maybe on the other side of things, it's different than what people uh, think. I mean, I'm not at like a level where I'm being like inundated with like thousands of DMs, but um, people will post it to their stories and like you may get like the flame emoji or, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I totally appreciate every post. Uh, anyone that like says anything about it is totally appreciated. But in terms of like feedback where there's like a comment on it, that's kind of hard to come by these days. Like everyone's, everyone is moving so fast that no one takes the time to do that. I mean, here and there, here and there you get some, but, um, But there's been a few things that um, some people sent me messages and just kind of like blew me away. And um, some people who were like, quote, like famous, uh, sent me like messages and like said, you know, like I was one of the OGs that got them into making music and like things like that. Just kind of like,
0: man, that's a that's pretty big.
6: (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a trip because. I think people, like, I have been doing this since, like, 1999 or I guess even 98, so, I mean, that's a a long time, Yeah. but, you know, it's like... With some
0: gaps in there where uh, you guys can go back and listen to our previous interview with Controller 7 on episode I can't remember, but we'll post on uh, all our social media when this comes out to hear a little bit more about that story.
6: Yeah. And even, even back then, I was thinking back to the other interview, I was at like a completely, completely different place then. Yeah. Where, you had not
0: hit this new creative spurt for sure.
6: No, I was like, I had some mixtapes and it was kind of almost like, well, I got these, I might as well put them out. Yeah. Um. So I had not, yeah, hit this little run I've got going right now. Um. So yeah, it feels good. I mean uh, it's, been sitting kind of on the main page of the band camp yeah. uh best for hip-hop and rap that's, cool. um,
0: that's the whole world that's like that's amazing yeah
6: i mean it's like sitting there right next to some of like my favorite records of recent yeah. um so i mean even that is like if it was there for one day next to like hiding places then that's amazing to me
0: absolutely no i totally hear that and just before we go too far off of the instagram thing um and the flame emoji comment that you made it's like if you can get someone to do one of the emojis that's not one of the ones that creates the little animation it's like Uh that's a step further down like the reaction line or like the care that they put into the 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 reach out you know what i mean yeah it's like um I was talking to my wife about this the other day. She's like, oh, you should, you know, I posted all these stories from my walk. You should respond to them. And so I went in and tried to, like, pick, like, the perfect emoji to, like, capture the essence of the photo or whatever. And it's like a good little wormhole to fall down. But, like, if you put something funny, you're going to get, like, ten of the crying laughing guy. You know what
6: I mean? It's like, uh-huh. it's yeah.
0: so, it's so, uh, the, the, responses that are acceptable and easy to do have become like standardized in a way that's very interesting and when you look at the front page of the dms you see the the 10 crying laughing things and you're like oh i must have done something funny three weeks ago or whatever you know what i mean just like a very interesting way that our communication has been kind of segmented but enough of me uh rambling on about instagram (laughs) um yeah, dude, it's a cool record. Um, I we were treated to hear the instrumental versions uh, while it was in creation, and I kind of fell in love with those. So now I'm trying to readjust my ears to um, to the full vocal versions. But it's definitely a dope project, and um, yeah, I'm happy for you, man. I like love to see someone who I think is a brilliant producer and like makes music that really suits my sensibility. Like in this creative pocket and just like going for it. It's just really rewarding. Um, For us, and I know I can speak for the rest of the guys as well, and so it's just cool to see you uh, pushing forward.
6: Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I just uh, adding on to this little Instagram conversation and what you were just saying right now. uh, What if I could encourage people that hear this, send a message to people because it's you. It's on the other end. uh, I think people make a lot of assumptions that people know. Like, oh, that person's dope. They like they know it. They hear that all the time. Right. But maybe they don't, or maybe you reach out to them and then you have a little conversation with them. And um, that's one thing I've like realized recently is like Instagram is amazing for you can send a message to basically anyone. Yeah. And sometimes it never gets seen. Sometimes they never respond. But sometimes they respond and in a completely unexpected way. And, um, I've had a few, like this other album I'm working on happen the same way. Like I just send a message on there. And, um, so you never know.
0: Yeah. Shoot your shot. World's ending anyway.
6: (laughs) You might as well (laughs) feel like it's a, it's a good time to reach out to people and yeah, not, not to to toot
0: my own horn, but on that tip on the first day of, uh, quarantine life i read this article on long reads i don't know if you're familiar with that it's like a long form journalism website and the guy didn't have a twitter so i couldn't like shout him out on twitter so i like because we were on quarantine i mechanically looked up his email went to his website opened a new email it seems like you know this is like the 1950s of how to connect with someone but i actually i was like i have the time i really enjoyed this article i'm going to send him an email and we had a little Two email exchange and i think we both felt good about ourselves for it and i told him i appreciated it and he told me he appreciated me appreciating it and i'm just gonna echo your sentiment like it's a nice time to send people a little message everybody could use the pick me up like say you love this awesome podcast like it's like speaks to your hip-hop sensibility they interview all these cool people like just like send them a dm you know
6: yeah i think you know tying back to the You said that like the crying, laughing emoji, like if you had sent that guy the equivalent of like, (laughs) I appreciate what you did in an emoji, it probably wouldn't have been the same thing. Totally. Uh, So, yeah, in these kind of strange, uncertain times, uh, it seems like a great time to, to reach out to people and connect with people. Right on, man.
0: Um, so good to catch up with you, and i um, really, really happy for you. Everybody go listen to Couch. It's Controller 7. It's Mestizo. It's hip-hop. It's uh, beats, lyrics, samples. Um, really, really good, tight uh, project. You consider it an album, right? Not an EP?
6: Yeah, I think uh, it's like 30... Right over thirty minutes long. So yeah. I mean, it's I like think all
0: things must pass levels these days.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think in the the dad bod era, that is like way too short for an album. You right. know, the time right. ty- time we were growing up. But sure. nowadays, that's like it almost seems long on the on the long side these days. So um, and
0: in pre quarantine times, I would I had about a half an hour for anybody, and now I've got like a, all this time to luxuriate in my slower uh interests i watched two art films yesterday i definitely would not have watched under uh under different circumstances so i'm, a, I'm giving things time is kind of like the yeah. way that you know we could think about it so you guys have half an hour to go listen to couch
6: yeah please do
0: right on all right controller <laughs> seven always a pleasure my man we'll do this again sometime in three weeks when you have your new album out but um until then let's uh encourage everybody to listen to couch and uh, as always i
6: appreciate your time Thank you. Stay safe, everybody. All right. Thanks. Talk soon. Okay. Peace. Bye.